This week, we're discussing what's it like to work with a narcissist? No, we're not talking about our show. We're talking about movies. We're talking Redfield, starring Nicholas Hope, Aquafina, and Nicholas Cage. Based on a story by Robert Kirkman, written by Ryan Ridley, and directed by Chris McKay. I'm enough. I deserve happiness. I take full charge of my life today. Renfield, bring me innocent victims. I want a handful of nuns, a, a busload of cheerleaders. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of How Would You Like That Movie? We are going to be talking about the recent 2023 release, Renfield. So does it suck? Huh? Huh? Scott, take us away. Uh, so when we did our last uh, 2023 and movies we're looking forward to, this was one of the movies that I was looking forward to the most. And I'm just going to go right in. This was a good movie. But it could have been great. I think the runtime is actually detrimental this, to this film. Oh, it should know. have been long. I think it should have been longer because, what? in terms of, yeah, <laughs> okay, no, like listen, because in terms of plot, right, um, everybody seems to be fine that Dracula is real. At no point in this movie is anybody like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" When he's like, once the Dracula reveal comes out, and he's like, "I work for Dracula." Right, they cut jokes about dry cleaning and shit, and then but it just continues on. No one, no one at one at no point is like thinking he's crazy. And in terms of character development, because the movie's so short, there's only really um the character of Renfield that has any kind of character art or character development in this, right? So I think by making it longer, you could have delved more into the backstory, into into the other characters as well, and I think it, it would have made it even more enjoyable. So I'm going to actually, that's a great way for me to just jump right into my quote. So uh, Christy Lemaire from RogerEbert.com said, The knowing meta-exploration of Dracula lore is often quite clever, and Renfield can be extremely entertaining in sporadic Bursts, and I uh, 100% agree. I think so. First off, no more runtime is not what this film needs. It needs um, a better script. There at, at points you you kind of wonder why stuff is happening. Uh, I don't like, and and this is a bit of a this isn't really a spoiler, but if you want to put your hands over your ears, um, I actually didn't like the whole kind of police procedural aspect. I, I do understand it's what they built the ending on but i would have actually not done that um okay. i just like you I, go ahead go ahead i want a counterpoint because <laughs> i want a fucking web series or tv series based on this police fucking station the fact that their motto that is plastered on the wall is don't solve a crime until overtime it's <laughs> fucking amazing it just goes to show like how much fucking shit like it's they literally just took the the brooklyn brooklyn um, 99 yeah the brooklyn 99 motto and just because they had like that the character that was just like you know 
the the shit fire uh that was like the kyle everything was like fuck we'll take you can take kyle's spot you can take and they're like fuck you kyle right yeah so because i like that i do like the idea of like because this is essentially a direct sequel from of dracula right so we kind of pick up the story although renfield in in the original dracula is actually in an asylum so i don't know if dracula broke him out or what happened but anyway i like that whole concept of like you know they're both kind of immortal right so here we are in present day uh i would have liked to see dracula just like take shit over i actually would have liked to see dracula get into like politics or something like that i think that would have been kind of cool um the unfortunately like aquafina's acting is fucking garbage or i don't know if it's her the direction because nicholas will actually on the topic of acting nicholas cage is amazing because he's nicholas cage doing nicholas cage but in dracula makeup so that's fine but nicholas holt he is playing this thing so fucking straight and i mean in a good way like he's such a fucking good actor every time he's on the screen you think you, you could be watching a drama it doesn't matter if he's nunchucking you with people's arms or whatever you think that like it's like it's like he's on the globe stage and he's delivering like the biggest line in a Shakespearean play. Like he is so committed to the acting. And then the camera will move to like Aquafina or no offense, like any of the other actors for the most part. And it's fucking like mediocre. And then you're back on him. It's like from the sun to the shade. Okay. Yeah. Um <laughs> sure. I like I enjoyed I enjoyed some of the call outs um that they did in this film and the cameos. Like having Williams Ragdale, who played Charlie Brewster in the original Friday Night, as the priest in in the opening of this film it is a nice little callback. And literally the minute they inserted Cage and Holt into Bella Lugosi's nineteen thirty one Dracula. That film, was awesome. That was it, so that's awesome. what had me. It's what had me, right? Like I, I do wish, and that's what I was saying. Like in terms of, um, I do wish if the if the film was longer, that could have been like an amazing montage, in which you know, and then you could have inserted them into like the Christopher Lee Hammer Horror Dracula series, and, and then Graham, fucking and then the uh, uh, Coppola Frank, Dracula or whatever. Which you know, originally, Kate, the studio wanted Cage in that movie, but Coppola said no. Uh, cause he was supposed was to he do be, Keanu's role or yeah, he was supposed to do Keanu's role, but I guess they had a really bad experience together on, uh, Peggy Sue got married mm. that Coppola didn't want to, didn't want to do it. Ooh. And so that's, got... it's, it's actually probably one of, uh, um, what's his name? Jesus. I just said his name. Uh, Keanu Reeves. Reeves is like uh, one of the roles he gets kind of fucking dragged for the most His like really mm. affected British accent. And just, like, kind of weird, you know, speech pattern and stuff like that. So, yeah, maybe it would have been better to have Nicolas Cage in there as Jonathan Harker. Um, this definitely has some, like, points, like my quote said, where it's, like, super funny and you're, like, totally bought in. But then it has these, like, again, the police procedural stuff, especially the early stuff at the beginning of the film, were just not not well acted. It was a bit too silly. In a film that's supposed to be silly, they were... The wrong kind of silly, just like bad. Um, yeah, but going in, like the trailer, this is one of the things that the trailer pretty much tells you from the beginning the kind of movie you're fucking going in, right? Like this is hold up straight, like comedy to like it's Evil Dead 2 amped up, 
with no fucking horror into it. It's just like straight comedy gore violence. Yes, I understand that. But there, you can still have like parts of it that are kind of still shit, even trying to be comedic. Like the comedy itself is not bad. It's just there's some stuff that just doesn't work. I cannot believe that this thing had a $65 million budget though. Like I honestly thought I was going to like pull up the stats on this thing and it was going to have like a six or a seven. Like, yes, I know Nicolas Cage and Nicholas Holt probably bring a little bit of like, really 65. This fucking thing cost $65 million. I understand that's mid budget, but I don't, unless it's in all, cause there's a lot of CGI. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually would have liked them to go practical, like practical yes, special that- effects would have been way cooler. Yeah, like I think Nicholas Holt should have contacted uh, Tony Todd's lawyer back when he did Candyman. And instead of CGI bugs, they should have gone practical. And that motherfucker should have gotten paid a thousand bucks a bug that every time he eat, he got that he had to eat. Just like Todd got paid a thousand dollars per bee sting when making that fucking movie. Yeah, I get that big bee sting money. Yeah, like, and that was the thing. Like, I think. I think too with like since it was so reliant on the CGI, um, uh, that, that was the one thing I, I do wish they they did practical because even when they had the the one scene where, you know, spoilers, like three, two, one, when they revealed the new familiars from the mob boss and he's like snorting the fucking yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. bugs, like why, like. It just, I'm just like, that was just a waste of fucking CGI money right there. Well, and the problem with CGI is that it's like, it doesn't have the same effect on you when you see it. Like, when you see someone's arm get ripped off and fucking, like, physical liquid shoots out, it has a different effect on you as the viewer. When you see just a bunch of, like, red imagery, basically, even though it's, you know, designed to look like liquid and stuff, I don't know what it is, but it doesn't resonate the same way. That said... The and uh, my favorite scene in this whole thing, uh, <laughs> that fight scene at the I guess it'd be like the apartment complex or whatever. Mm-hmm. That is fucking awesome. I was thoroughly entertained by that. This is where there is a scene where someone gets nunchucked with somebody else's arms that have been ripped off their body. I was like, like the fight choreography and stuff. It was both silly and very, very well done and very well shot. And again, that part in itself was thoroughly enjoyable. I think maybe this film has a bit of a, it gets better as it goes along. Maybe the beginning, I had to kind of settle into what I was watching. You know, if I was to give it any like, uh, you know, kind of praise is that it took a bit of time to kind of get where it was going to go. And maybe because I expected it to go in a slightly different direction. It took me, uh, it took me those, those minutes or whatever to kind of settle into the film. I mean, it wasn't awful. (laughs) Um, Again, it has some really cool fight choreography. I guess just, you know, the whole back to the whole pro- police procedural thing, because then you have like, you have car chases and you know, this, all this other stuff. And I'm like, I guess I kind of wanted to see more just like Renfield and Dracula, like doing shit and getting fucked up or whatever. Like, I didn't want the, all that extra shit added. I wanted just these two kind of great actors and just put them on screen, let them do shit. Yeah. Well, this is the second movie I believe they've done together because. Back in the day, oh my god, I'm trying to remember what movie it was, but Nicolas Cage played Nicholas Holt's dad. Um, 
oh my god which one was it uh the weatherman in 2005 oh wow yeah that's a that's a that's a old old film well not old old but i mean older what's that 90s or something maybe early 2000s yeah so 2005 um i I wasn't listening (laughs) i know (laughs) i know but here here's my critique that i think would have put this movie way over the edge so instead of going the score route where it's just like you know if they actually inserted 80s rock ballads into this film i think it would have taken it to another level like just imagine you know when he's thinking about leaving dracula and fucking roxette listen to your heart starts playing yeah 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 or you know the first time he sees aquafina chicago's you're the inspiration starts playing wow man you've got some like you like some serious music supervision written out for this thing i i agree with you actually some 80s rock and roll probably would have helped um i don't think an extra amount of time in this was going to help it i think that they needed to maybe review the script. I don't know if if the 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 direction was off as well, in my opinion. And I don't know if that was bad script and oh, like I mean, Chris McKay doesn't have a ton of experience with. Does, he does mostly the like Lego movies and shit, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, like in terms of direction, I think he did good. All right, um, script wise as well, like for for what it is, it's it's literally just ninety minute popcorn, like. You're going to come out, you're going to have some smiles. You're going to be like, I can't believe I saw that shit. Like in terms of like some of the stuff they did and you you leave out, right? Like this might be one that I think slowly but surely will get like a following, right? And I wouldn't be surprised if this fucking gets a sequel, but, um, but yeah, like in terms of it, it technically reinvents the vampire rules too, right? How so? Because there's a whole lot of Dracula blood getting drank and no one's turning into fucking... This is true. 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 But it's got magic powers. It brings you back to life. Yeah. That was hilarious. Like, uh, when they're like, oh, thank you. (laughs) Like, when they, like, the last shot of the film. Oh, with the big old picture picture of Dracula's blood? Yeah. Yeah. Just like, just leaving that fucking out Sure. So you, uh, since this just came out, you saw this in the theater as well, correct? Yeah. So are you suggesting that our listeners go out to the theater and watch this? Um, I think it is one of those films that by going to the theaters, you will enjoy it more because like the laughs are infectious and having everybody laugh at it or looking around and seeing the smiles on your face, it, it, it does make you enjoy the film more. And I think that's why it took you like once you probably gave up on what you thought this movie was going to be and just like watched it and enjoyed it and got like sucked in with the atmosphere. Ah, in, that's you probably said sucked in. <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably why it, it, it's enjoying more. And I think that's why if you look at the rotten tomatoes, right? Critics are bashing it, but the audience are enjoying it a lot. So essentially right? like Chris a... is bashing it and Scott is loving it. Yeah. Cause I didn't go in with huge expectations. I literally thought it was going to be what it was, right? It's going to be 100% Nicolas Cage can't fest, which, you know, if come Oscar time, oh my best, God. Supporting, <laughs> best supporting for Nicolas Cage. Come on. Are you just going to like every movie we do? You're like, yeah, all of these are going to the Oscars. Uh, it's fucking, all of them. 
It's like fucking April, and you're already picking Oscar winners based on every film we've done. I'm not Oscar winner. I'm just saying nominee. No, like, okay. This could be one. Like, hey, you know, like you know, Nicholas Cage is back, right? Like he he did his pig. He did his unbearable weight. Now now it's he's back into the big studio picture, and they'd be like, Here, here's your Sylvester Stallone Creed one, right? Like we're just gonna nominate you to nominate you because this is one of the three roles. Didn't he get nominated for Leaving Las Vegas? Yeah. 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 This he is did. Okay. I think he won. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He won so. for leaving. But I'm saying, like, now he's, like, technically back, right? Um, even though he didn't go anywhere. That guy had bills to fucking pay. Um, but, the IRS, man. They they always get you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but, sorry. Well, yeah, this is one of the three roles he always wanted to play. He always wanted to play Dracula. He always wanted to play Superman. And he always wanted to play Captain Nemo. So Ooh, this he'd is be why a cool Captain Nemo. Yeah, I don't know about Superman, why... but <laughs> well, no, he 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 admits now he's way too old for Superman unless they do like old Superman. You know, no, unless like ten years from now it's like, hey, we're doing like the multi crisis on Infinite Arts, and you're just bringing him in as Superman just to fucking bring him in as Superman because he was supposed to be Tim Burton's Superman. Oh, Jim. okay, interesting. Right, so now you do that, but. But yeah, like I think it, it and it, it it was fun. Like I enjoyed it. Like like I said, like the insertion into the Bella Lugosi thirty one. That's what had me. I know most people have you at hello. I had you when he like fucking was walking down those steps. Well, and they did a really good job of recreating that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, did you take? Well, your- I think it was seriously just CGI. Like they literally just inserted them in. Oh, really? They didn't actually, like, reenact it? No. No, I think it... it, it well, technically, he reenacted the scene, but it was, like, through a green screen, and they just inserted them into those scenes. Like, those are actual... The scenes from the film. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, so did that's you, probably did, why it cost $60 million, right? Did you uh, Did you take any of your uh, children or other people to Yeah, yeah, film? I took... Uh, um, it. I took my oldest... Because she wanted to watch this film too from the trailers, and same thing, she had a great time. Yeah, like, she laughed. She she didn't cry, but she laughed. She enjoyed it, and she she was excited that for, to watch it. Right, the, like, the Vega was... duo, duo that it's going to be a spinoff uh, podcast where Scott and daughter talk about films and act in pictures directed by Chris Langford. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I don't see how you're going to direct us, but sure. No, no, it, you, you had your chance. Yes, this you is true. Uh, I honestly, listen, uh, I think just wait for this thing to come out on fucking streaming. Like, it's going to uh, probably end up on, like, Amazon or something like that. Scott, you probably actually already know what streaming service. Oh, I have no idea. I was actually looking into it because for the police procedural, because I do want that fucking don't solve crime until overtime. Because just imagine that, right? Like, like, the crime happens. They solve it within the first two hours, and the chief is like, fuck you. Go, go drive around for like eight hours until it's over. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so like I said, uh, it was entertaining at points. Not uh, not the greatest film you're ever going to watch, but it wasn't awful. Like I said, there's definitely got it. It's, it's got its moments. Wait till it comes out on streaming service. I really don't have much else for it. Scott? Yeah, I like I was saying, but this is this is your summer blockbuster. It's a good little fucking. It ain't a temple. It's just a good little popcorn film, right? 
Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you just say summer blockbuster? The thing's made like $7.7 million at the box office. Like, it's not, yeah, it's not going to be a block. It's not going to be a. No, what I'm saying is the summer blockbuster films. There's no real, like, depth to it. It's oh, okay. all spectacle, right? And that's what this is. It's all a spectacle. And enjoy your popcorn, enjoy your laughs. And, you know, next week you'll most likely forget about it. And that is our wrap for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends. If you want to get a hold of us, reach us at the www.howdyoulikethatmovie.com. Like me going in, it's what exactly what I expected it to be. I think that's why I enjoyed it because I had exactly that's what I had. I had the low ones, and I'm like, I knew all of this was just gonna be over the top. Like this is fucking Universal monster Deadpool, right? It's just over the top violence and jokes. And if so. you like over the top, you should check out our episode on over the top. <laughs> nice. Production by Rod Shaver, Vader Monkey Productions.